You know, it turns out that the advice that you might use to have a great Tech After 5 is advice you might use for any networking event. Hi, I'm Phil Yanov, host of the Tech After 5 podcast, as well as Tech After 5, and I've got my friend Scott Pfeiffer, who's going to join me for a conversation. So we decided to get together and kind of give some quick advice on what it takes to be ready to get the most out of Tech After 5. Listen up. All right, so we have a couple of events coming. Well, we actually have a whole month's worth of events coming up. You know, every time we start up a new month, we got a whole new slate of Tech After Five stuff. So I thought I would ask you, Scott. I mean, here I am, the guy I'm saying, hey, you know, my job is to run these events and have people there. But, you know, I thought I'd get to ask you, as someone who attends these events, um, I'm going to ask a couple questions because partly I'm trying to help people get better prepared for the event. So, if someone is coming to the event, I mean, what kind of advice would you offer a first-time attendee to Tech After Five in particular? I mean, this advice might work for any networking event, but in Tech After Five in particular, um, you know, we have events coming up in Greenville, Columbia, Charleston, Charlotte. Um, what? How does someone get ready for that event? For me, getting ready for a live networking event, especially a great one like Tech After Five, you need a plan. And so I think the first thing that I do is give some thought at that moment in time to who is the ideal contact I'm trying to make, whether I'm looking for a customer or a partner or whatever, what does that person look like? Kind of like the customer personas that we talk about, but just think about that and think about what problem do I have that they need to solve or what problem do they have that I need to solve? And what sorts of questions could I ask them to get them to self-identify? What that's going to well, do? Wait, wait, for- that's a little cryptic there, and I don't. I okay. know you don't mean to, but you're going to say, "What questions can I ask someone so that I could recognize quickly the kind of person I can best help?" Right. Well, that's right because I not only do I want to recognize them, but I want to spend my time at the networking event getting other people to talk about themselves rather than spending all my time talking about me over and over again. Yeah. So be specific about that. Kind of give me, you know, give me a say, I'm looking for this. So I'm going to ask this question. Give me an example of that. So if I'm looking for someone who needs help writing articles on LinkedIn, I might ask people, uh, about their LinkedIn. Hey, have you read any good things on LinkedIn? Do you do any writing on LinkedIn? Have you thought about writing on LinkedIn? Tell me about, you know, that sort of thing. And some people will say, nah, I don't, you know, social media, blah, I don't do that. Well, if that's what I'm looking for right now, I can't help that cat. I can say, you know, nice to meet you and move right along. Um, right. So in that bit, so, you know, that's your gig. Your gig is saying, look, one of the ways I know that that is Scott, Scott here can help people is Scott says, um, I can help people by helping them promote their LinkedIn profile. You know that when you're walking into the event and so you're saying, well, so, you know, people are out there looking for a variety of things, but I got to figure out if they even care about LinkedIn. Cause you know, if, if I want, if you want to talk to someone about writing articles for LinkedIn and all they 
talk and you talk to them about that and it means nothing to them, they're probably not a great candidate at the moment for the kind of help you're ready to offer, right? Well, that's right. So rather than spend my entire night yammering at people about how I write LinkedIn articles when I don't even know if they care, I want to instead meet them, ask them what they do, find out a little about them and sort of gently lead them into whether whether I think there's somebody I could help. And then I'll talk to them about the fact that I write for LinkedIn or that I can help them. Um, so yeah. I think that's, I think that's good. I think. So then that's, that's a plan or something we both agree on, right? If you're going to show up to a tech after five or any network event, show up with a plan. Show and the plan, plan is here is I'm going to plan to unearth the people I'm going to talk to. And I'll tell you one of the reasons I think that's good advice, Scott, and important is, you know, a lot of feedback I get, not about tech after five, but about networking events in general. So people say, they always go ahead and say, oh, the wrong people are there. And you know, maybe there's some wrong people, but the chances are there probably are right people, whether they're the direct or indirectly right for what you are doing or the kind of help that you can offer. But they're not prepped with the questions to figure that out, right? And so their minds are just wrapped around the idea, I'm going to say no and say these are the wrong people. And what they're really doing is letting themselves off the hook. Right? That's true. I mean, it, that's I mean, true. Yeah, they're just they're just saying, well, it, it, it's not me, it's them, it's all, the, all them. So yeah, I think but, there's a couple other aspects of having a good plan going in, and one of those is you make it super easy for people to have a good plan because before every event, you publish in an easy to find way the list of people that are going to be there. So. In addition to maybe thinking about who I want to talk to, what problems I can solve, what questions I can ask, I can also just go to the list, look these people up, look them up on LinkedIn, look them up on the internet, whatever I want to do, and I can identify five people I want to talk to. Right. Before I walk in the door, I've already looked at them and said they're in my industry, they are, they fit my customer profile, they whatever, and I can go and, and seek those guys out. So I think that's a that's another aspect of planning that can be helpful to some people. Right. And I always like to, um, I feel like everyone's more successful if they go in with a goal. You have a goal, you're probably going to meet it. You don't have a goal, you're probably not going to meet it. Right. So what's your, what's an example of something like that? Someone walks in, what, what should they be thinking when they say, I've got a goal? My goal, usually for a networking event, I set a goal of how many uh, people I'm going to get cards from okay. that are in my, you know, that meet my sort of profile or, you know, at least broadly people I want to connect with. Maybe they don't meet exactly the profile I'm looking for now, but they might be people I think can introduce me to people or people that could be good in my network or something. But I have a goal. I'm going to get five or I'm going to get three. And I go in and I, I'm working at the event until I hit that number. Great. Okay. So, right. So I've got a goal. I'm going to pull that off. Um, what other things? So that's kind of the pre-plan kind of stuff, right? So I've got a plan. I've got a goal. I've got some questions lined up. Uh, you know, I probably got some conversation starters in case I just walk into something cold and have trouble figuring out how I'm going to say hi to somebody. Um, what about at the event? What are the things that you would recommend someone be prepared to do? And let me tell you, I always, uh, one thing that surprises me is People who are in business that show up without business cards, that's kind of a weird thing. I mean, it's certainly something you can work around, but it kind of makes me wonder, 
if you were really prepared to come to this event or whether you were taking it seriously or not. But I want you to answer the question. People ask me all the time, if I am looking for my next gig, as an example, sometimes people there looking for work, right? Uh, should I bring resumes? Uh, so answer both of those, you know, or what, what yeah. should I bring? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I've had this discussion recently with several people actually about business cards. Are they dead? Are they a thing of the past? And I just don't see it. I think they're by far the easiest way to make a connection at a live event. I think that to me, one of the big differentiators in businesses and other places is reduction of transactional friction. I don't want in my life a lot of transactional friction. I don't want things to be hard. So when I meet you at the event, uh, one of the things that I'll talk about in a minute that's key to being successful at this networking event is the follow-up. And the follow-up's easier if I can just get a card from you that has good relevant information on it, like maybe your LinkedIn uh, connection or your Twitter handle or your phone number, your email address. It's way easier than me writing it down. It's easier than me trying to remember your name so I can look you up on LinkedIn later. It's easier than trying to do maybe someday this whole tap the phone, whatever thing will be frictionless. Right. But right now. It's not. It's not. It just isn't. So handing a business card is just the most frictionless way to make that connection so that you can follow up later. So I think you absolutely have to have a business card. Yeah, I think that's a good idea for you, right? And, and uh, there are ways around it. We get to that. There are ways around to do something different. But if you have a business card, it not just provides the information, but if it, it is designed well, it provides some context as well, right? I mean, your business card might have your picture on it. It might have your logo on it. Yeah, it might have a logo on it. It might have all any kinds of other information that will help someone remember, because remember, people remember things visually lots of times, right? But it'll have something that helps them remember who you are and, you know, maybe even why you guys want to talk again. I agree. We could probably do a whole show on designing a business card. But. We'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> as far as bringing a resume, I think I would say have your LinkedIn profile set up really well to be a resume and have a link to your link to your LinkedIn profile on your business card rather than carrying around eight and a half by 11. Nobody wants to, the people you meet don't want to be handed an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper to carry around with them for the rest of the night. Right. I believe so, but that kind of leads into, um, success really requires follow-up. There's post-meeting stuff that has to happen. So this is the part that happened. So we, we said, you know, we started with the idea of what can we tell people that will help them figure out how they can be good at showing up for Tech After Five. But this piece here that you're about to get to, that really is the secret sauce, right? So showing up prepared, and we haven't covered things like grooming and body language and all that kind of stuff. We'll come back to that another time. All those things ought to be right. That's just sort of the minimal de rigor, right? Those are things that are required to get it right. Right. But if you really want to excel, your follow-up is how you're going to do it, right? Absolutely. You've collected, you've set yourself a goal. You're going to get five cards from five relevant prospects. And when you get home, you've got to take those cards and you've got to do something with them. You've got to enter them into your whatever contact manager you have. 
You've got to send connection requests on LinkedIn to those people, follow them on Twitter maybe. And you've got to reach back out to them and say, whether it's in the LinkedIn invite or an email or however you do it and say, hey, it was great to meet you. Maybe we could get together for a cup of coffee. Maybe we could, you know, follow up in some way, you know, whatever it is you're looking for. Uh, if you don't do that, then you're really just playing at networking. Right. Well, and the thing is, the follow up that you have from networking events is so poor. People say they're going to do things that they don't do so much of the time that it's just it's the rule rather than the exception. That's so if you right. want to be the exception, if you want to be exceptional, if you want to stand out, a minimal amount of follow up is all it takes to stand out from the crowd. A minimal amount. The, the, the follow up area is the lowest bar to being an exceptional networker. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I can, I agree entirely. All right. So I think we've given them everybody, we don't want to wear them out here on this, but we've given them some good ideas. We want them to show up prepared by having a plan, having some questions to help them identify who they might be able to help best. Right. Um, I, you know, talked about showing up with business cards. I, I'm going to add one thing that I'd forgot we should have talked about. I think you should show up with something to write on and a pencil. That's a great idea. Or pen or whatever. But I mean, you should show up with something to write on. And the reason I say, I mean, I know people like to take notes in their phones. And if you're really good at it, really fast at it, maybe you can make that work. But most people can't. And quite frankly, every time I look at somebody who's going down to write a note in their phone, it looks to me like they're playing with Facebook. I just assume that it's Candy Crush or some other thing I agree that's going 100%. on, and I think it just is because that's what I'd be doing with my phone, right? I, I when I when I am caught without paper and need to pull out my phone to take a note, I'm so aware of that perception that I have that I would tell people, I'm ta- I'm taking a note. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I do exactly the same thing. If you're the cat that's got to use the phone, I pull it out and I say, "Man, I am really sorry about this. I don't have paper and pen. I'm going to record a note. In fact, I might even." dictate it. If you'll give me just a second, I'm not ignoring you. I really want to make sure that I kept what you said. Yes. I I mean, people, if you pull out a pen and paper, people assume you're writing down something that's relevant to what you just talked about. Right. If you pull up your your phone, they assume exactly the opposite. Right. I I think one other piece is to um, think about your, your little elevator pitch or how you can describe what you do quickly mainly because you don't want to spend all night yammering about yourself. You want to answer their question in a succinct, clear way, move the conversation back to them, or let them ask questions they're interested in. Yeah. Now, and we'll do a whole big thing on how to get that right, too. We'll come back to that topic because that's a good one. All right. So um, we let's see how to be prepared, how to at the event. Um, there's some things they've got to do. And of course, then we want them to be great follow-up afterwards. And those are things that will help you have a truly awesome experience at Tech After Five, right? So I will just tell anybody else too, if you uh, want to get a hold of us, if there's something you want to uh, tell us about your experience at Tech After Five, you've got questions. I think right now, the best way for us to do that is we've got a Facebook page for Tech After Five. And if you go ask us a question on there, it turns out we're pretty good at it. I pulled up the pay- Facebook page application today and it says we usually respond within minutes. And I have no idea that we did that. But, you know, that might be a good way to get about 
uh, asking us a question. And, you know, I'll even say now we're going to do some other things. But if you've got questions for us here on the podcast, why not go to our Tech After Five Facebook page and ask us a question there. Um, maybe type something in there so we know it's something you'd want us to cover on the podcast explicitly. And we'll come back and do that there as well. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Phil. Hey, so wait a second. Before we get gone, you know, there should be some spot where we should, you know, we didn't do like a formal introduction. Maybe I should have done that at the beginning. Maybe we'll come back and do that again later. But, you know, I'm Phil Yanov. You're Scott Pfeiffer. If people want to connect with Scott Pfeiffer, how do they do it? I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn at LinkedIn slash in slash Scott Pfeiffer. And I have a website that's fscottp.com. There you go. And uh, you tweet. I do tweet. I tweet at F Scott P. All right. So we tell people that in case you're a Twitter type. So uh, thanks again. Until next time, I am Phil Yanov. That's at Phil Yanov at Twitter. And uh, there's probably some other notes. I'll add those in here later. Thanks. That's good.